from your groups, that let's we're probably best if we go down from the psalm from the top. What does this tell us about God that is of help in a time of crisis and all the things that are going on? They can be short points. They're not a three-point sermon. There'll be lots of points. Yep. Yep. It, with God's leadership, we'll have everything we need. Yes. Against panic buying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, anything else? He's with us always. Yeah. So God has not abandoned us just because there's a, a crisis going on in the world. There have been bigger crises that have gone on in the past. Um, we've got through those. And he'll be with us again. Yep. Anything else? He restores my soul. Yeah. As we've been singing. Heals us. That's a kind of a, a healing thing. Yeah. Healing is not just physical, but emotional. And there's going to be a lot of people who maybe won't even get the virus, but they're going to be damaged emotionally. Um, in fact, I think probably most of us are going to land up OCD with hand washing. You know, whatever. But there's going to be other effects, aren't there, on people. Um, Something that was said in our group, actually, that Karen said, was, um, and this is particular for Margaret, uh, that he makes me lie down. You notice, he's, this is enforced uh, for some people, isolation. Uh, do you notice that in China, all the pollution levels have gone right down? Because the, you know, the, the forced stopping of all the activities has actually had a different effect. So sometimes God does that. And there is a positive effect. Yeah. 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 God is with us. I'll, I'll repeat that. Whatever happens, God is with us. The hope of eternal life. Yeah. We have hope and God is with us, even in difficult, difficult situations. Anything else? My cup overflows. Yep. Yes, we have got more than we need and we should be, we should be sharing. Uh, uh, something I can share. Am I allowed to share this, Judy? Yesterday... We had a, a, an unexpected visitor in the stable cafe, and that was Michael Evis, who's the chap who started the Glastonbury Festival, just in case you haven't worked out who he was. Um, he came in to find out about how cafes are run in, in community cafes. So isn't that amazing? Fantastic. He can organise a festival for 200,000 people, but he wants help to know how to do a cafe. I think that's brilliant. We all need that help, don't we? We need to be humble and share. So that's really good. So well done, uh, Judy. Right, anybody else like to say, yes, Rita? Fear no evil. I, I thought in the clip we saw that somebody panicking and fearful, it spreads panic, it spreads fear, but Jesus so many times in the Bible says, don't be afraid, fear not, for I am with you. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for that interpretation of the, of the clip. Yeah. Anything else anyone would like to share? <laughs> no, I just find it frustrating. God speaks to everybody, but not everybody hears God. And if everybody could hear God, you wouldn't need a politician in this situation because you would listen to the one soldier. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. If, if only we had a perfect theocracy we wouldn't need a democracy. But actually, we've just been doing a study in the book of Exodus, and God moved with them in the cloud and the fire, uh, and it didn't take them very long, before they were making golden calves, when nobody was up the hill for too long, did it? So people, although in theory, if we had God and everyone listened to God, it would be fantastic. In practice, I don't think the human race has ever got there.
So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Anything else? Paul? Is that um, this is probably the best known bit of the Bible anywhere by anybody. And um, the number of people who, uh, at weddings, funerals, and so on, must say those words or sing those words, the Lord is my shepherd, but sadly don't don't understand it, don't mean it, and in fact, if you pointed it out to them, would be horrified. Yes, absolutely. People think they know this scripture. Yeah. There's a lovely little clip in one of the uh, Steve Gorkroger books that says that the Lord's shepherd, I mean, Psalm 23 is about 100 and something words, 150, I don't know. The Lord's prayer is, is even less. Um, the Gettysburg Address was, I think, about 200 uh, words. Um, the, the U.S. Department of Agriculture order for the price of cabbage, 40,600 words, or something like that. You know, we have too many words, don't we? Uh, and actually, it's all here in this psalm. Yeah, excellent. Um, when about the rod and staff, what people come up with, because okay. I'm, I'm not too sure. Okay, here's a question. That's good. Uh, the rod and the staff. Would anyone like to... Um, Paul, Paul has got... Oh, well, the, the, it, the, the rod, I think, was a, was a, a cudgel, a weapon. It was for defense uh, against the wild animals. And the staff is the shepherd's crook, the, uh, used for leading, used for protecting, used for catching... Um, but it, 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 the, 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 the staff is used in conjunction with the sheep, and the rod is used in protection. There we go. Yeah, actually, you see the shepherd by, uh, in the one man and his dog. Uh, he's standing by the door, and the sheepdog's there, and he has his stick, and he just kind of guides them in, doesn't it, with, the, with, his, with his stick. He doesn't whack them. Uh, yeah, okay. Anything else? Any more observations? And, and you know, it's back to the, the Lord's my shepherd, I lack nothing. He leads me. And the biblical shepherd led. They, they, the sheep knew his voice. Today it's sort of um, a, a guy at the back with a quad bike and two dogs. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a different form of shepherd. There's a different concept of shepherd. Do you know the bit that struck me from the reading from the message was that he gives me a six-course dinner um, in the middle of, in the presence of my enemies. And, you know, when we say uh, this psalm is about peace, yeah, the bit about laying down in meadows is, is a form of peace, definitely. I, I really like that, you know, getting out into wild places and finding that kind of peace. But that kind of peace is a different kind of peace. He lays a table in the presence of my enemies. Just imagine, sitting down in the middle of a battle, get the table, get the table drop on, lay the service, put the napkin, yeah, and then the dinner, and sitting down and eat while the battle is going on. That's real peace. If we can know peace in the middle of a battle, that is far more powerful, isn't it, than just peace lying down in still waters. So they're both... Well, I think there's an awful lot that we can learn from this psalm. Has anyone got anything to add um, as, we, as we come to a, uh, a conclusion on this? Mike's been very quiet. Come on, Mark. Have you got reflection on the, for the current... Uh... Oh, hang on. Hang on, Mike. Oh, sorry, Laurie. Um, yeah, just, just a reflection which is, which is general is that we often think of this psalm, or lots of people think of this psalm as being 
composed when David was a, just a young shepherd boy. But it's obviously that when you think about it, this is a psalm of experience. Mm. This is a psalm of somebody who looks back on his life. This is a, it's not, I hope the Lord is my shepherd. I hope he'll, it'll make me lie down in green pastures. He does it. He does it. And it's interesting when you look at the life of David, that the way that God dealt with him as shepherd, the, the Lord was also his mentor, which is, yeah, he looked after his father's sheep, so God made him the shepherd of, of his people Israel. And he applied um, th th those same principles that we see in Psalm 23 to God's people Israel. And it's interesting that when David failed, he failed as a shepherd. And how he was brought back because he was told a story about a lamb. Yes, And uh, got yes. really angry about it. And, and Nathan just says to him, you're the man. Yes. You're the man. Yeah. Uh, but David never experienced that from God. No. That was when he ceased to be a man after God's heart. Yeah. And God said, David, you know, I did everything for you, but I'm not going to let you off with this one. No, no, no. no. Because you failed to be what yeah. you wanted me to be. So God never fails us. No. David failed, but God never fails. Yeah, really good. Thank you very much, Mike. And I think it's really important that, that although David was a shepherd, uh, we were things in our past, weren't we? And, and we, God uses everything from our past actually in our present. So the wisdom or the knowledge that we have now is based on what we've learned from God, but how we've experienced it in practice. So and even if you've made a complete mess up of your life like David did, that is also something that can be woven into, into that practice. Um, in fact, I sat in a car the other day with a man who's not long been out of prison, and I pointed out to him about King David, how he completely messed up, he broke all six of those commandments, he coveted, he lied, he stole, he committed adultery, then he murdered, he covered all six of those, and yet, in the genealogy of Matthew's Gospel, there is King David, right in the middle, uh, with uh, Bathsheba mentioned, uh, as the mother of Solomon and God can take any situation and he can work good out of it and that's what I think is, is really good for today uh, in all things God works for good together with those who love him and that's one thing we need to hold on to in the middle of this, this crisis